big on shooters by and large, but I've been having a real good time with this. Uh, it's it's a good time. Let me tell you about all the guys that I shot in the head. There were a lot of them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, tell me about all the guys you shot in the head. No, just run down I, the list. There was just oh, a lot well, of guys. I, I shot I shot some hive guys. <laughs> I shot some fallen guys. There were some guys that looked like fallen guys, but they looked like they glitched out of the game a little bit, so they were kind of like wavery and two D and gelatinous. <laughs> It, Bro, they were shot weird. Those guys. Definitely <laughs> shot those guys. Definitely shot those guys also in the head. Uh, my special power is I put away my big fucking rifle and pull out like a shining golden gun and then shoot some guys in the head with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I it's remember pretty that. good. Yeah. Yep. That. Yep. yep. My other power is like so so my melee is I just fucking knife somebody. No, mm-hmm. oh, one of those. It's great. You just you just shank them, and so like your charged up melee thing is you just throw the knife. Mm, yes, so, I love games where I get to do that. <laughs> any game where you can throw a knife is probably a pretty all right game. Yeah, as far I'm, as I'm concerned, I'm usually happy when that's something I'm allowed to do. <laughs> so so it's pretty good. Like you you'll shoot like three guys and then whip around and throw the knife at somebody else and then shoot somebody else. It's great. You feel pretty uh, badass all around. Yeah, yeah, no, I I, uh, I got really mad because uh, I was doing this mission where they let you, like, shoot a guy in the head and then steal his speeder bike that has a gun on it, and then you can shoot people in the head with the speeder bike's gun. It's <laughs> mm-hmm. pretty good. Um, and then, like, you're supposed to go down this little section and then leave the bike behind and jump up a little platform and uh, go into a temple and shoot some more guys in the head. Yeah. Um, but I didn't want to leave the bike behind. I had I had taken the bike into a building already. I had like <laughs> done all the things. You're driven not to do I had with driven it. it across the moon. Like I did I did all the things that you were you were supposed to leave the bike behind a ways earlier, and I didn't. So I wanted to take the bike with me to the temple. So I very carefully like maneuvered it up the hill and got it to where the temple doors were opening, and then the temple doors opened and the bike mysteriously vanished. just disappears. <laughs> it was God, just I, gone. I, I get like, so mad. The temple, like the temple doors start opening, and I'm sitting there on the bike, and then they're done opening, and I'm standing there, and there's no bike anymore. <laughs> After like 45 minutes, it of was all a small, dream. Small, <laughs> yeah, the, the dream bike. <laughs> <laughs> Did it ever really exist at all? Was yeah. there ever a bike? You were, you were the bike, Josh. <laughs> I was the <laughs> bike. Telling you, you did that by yourself. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> no, deep. it's pretty. It's pretty good. I'm I'm having a really good time with it. Uh, I'm not having a good time with it because of the story, though. Because as far as I can tell, like people have talked about this, I'm sure. But as far as I can tell, there just isn't one. There's just there's just a big hole where the story should be. Like, uh, ostensibly, there are reasons that I'm going places and shooting these guys in the head. Hey, these guys are bad. Go kill them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, I yes, they are the darkness, and I am the guardian, and I will yeah. shoot the guys in the head. That's to all guard. the justification you need. Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you need to go here and do this thing, uh, and there might be another guardian and there might be a ghost and uh something something i don't know why i'm doing any of it all i know is that i have a gun it's a pretty cool gun it makes a good sound (laughs) it's pretty loud sound um i actually so i have a surround sound set up so let me tell you that's pretty rad in a game like this it's really good it's really good like i've i've gone through like two no about a year of having this set up and having nothing that really took advantage of it and now like i just sit down and explosions are happening all around me it's it's 
it's it's a dream. It's great. I'm a, I'm a big fan of like five point one sounds. Yeah. It's, mm. When it it's, works, it's so worth the hours of setting it up. It's or so many hours of setting it up. And then I, oh god, that whole thing is a nightmare. Like, this is the first time probably in a year where I've been like, yeah, that was a good idea. Because movies barely use it. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, you've got specific ones. I mean, you've got the original, which is, um, uh, oh god, what is that called? Um, the famous Vietnam movie. Um, um, oh uh, man. Gonna lose like, it. Yeah, nope. uh, Francis Ford Coppola. Oh, Apocalypse Now. Yeah, Apocalypse Now. That was the mm. first 5.1 movie, um, and it opens with that helicopter sound. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it actually moves around, so you're feeling it all around you. It's apparently a very scary thing the first time people heard that. Oh, I bet. I bet. Yeah. I, um... Was that, like, early I... 70s? Yeah, the thing is, like, it's just not something that people really care about that much for their their home theater experience so it's kind of like the programming it for for it on most things is kind of shitty yeah it's not very good which is a real shame because i think audio is a huge component of that kind of experience and uh like you get it in the theaters yeah to a de- to a degree but oh, totally just so. not not to the not to what it could be and it's it's really sad Speaking of, of weird theater things that I kind of wish, like, one day if I'm super rich, I want to have them in my house, D-Box. I want some D-Box seats in my house. Have you guys ever done that? Mm-mm. The ones that, like, vibrate and stuff? Yeah. And, Fine. like, move around. No, I've never, <laughs> oh, so never been goofy. to one of those. They're great. There there aren't any in Seattle. Like, the closest one is in some, some like, suburb city, like... Probably really? thirty five miles away. Everything. It's like Apparently a... not D box. Like... <laughs> <laughs> but but see, there are per- so D box seats are going to be more expensive, right? You're probably going to spend like thirty bucks instead of fifteen on your ticket or whatever. But the bright side is you get a bigger, more comfortable chair, and it's in like right in the middle of the theater, so you've got perfect seating. So you're you're almost spending your extra fifteen dollars on comfort as much as you are on having a chair that like sways around and vibrates oh it's dumb though it's dumb. <laughs> it's so dumb highly recommended at least once <laughs> i want i i really want to find a good like d-box theater that also has like pizza and beer yeah like mm-hmm. a dinner theater with d- like d-box. with, with so d-box spill it everywhere yeah. when you're vibrating yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's yep. all over your clothes. <laughs> yep, exactly. Oh, and then you could, maybe you can get one of those ones that, um, so there are those ones that, that have like the little water spray things. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, like the, the big effect. They did it. I remember, um, it was like Brady Bunch or something. I remember when I went to Disney World, they had a D box set up. It was, it was uh, called like 5D or 6D or something, um, instead of 3D because you had the 3D and then you had, fake mice running underneath your feet <laughs> yeah. which was like air or something and then yep. the crowd yep. gets sprayed a little bit and they vibrate it was so fucking 90s didn't, I I like, didn't, like, didn't like they also have years and years ago like the the the, the smell-o-vision ones yeah i remember oh, one saying like 40 and it was smell i always thought that was funny that they were like oh the fourth it's, dimension it's, is yeah the scent. fourth dimension <laughs> we're using and, is is scent yeah it's like and, and, what and that's all not of a dimension smell like <laughs> Kind of like farts, right? <laughs> they yeah, never just, smell good. They all smell the same. It's just like, look, you smelled something. <laughs> just, this entire movie world too. smells like butt. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, man. Hey, hello, hi. This is the sounding board. 
I'm Josh Mitline, your host. That the host uh, the that most. guy who was extolling the virtues of smell o vision was Camden Taylor. <laughs> and Mr. 6D, Theodore Ted Challenge Hooker the second. But you can't guess why they call right. me 6D. <laughs> <laughs> He goes six deep. (laughs) That's exactly why. That's why they call him. That's why. Yeah, six deep. For sure. (coughs) Six o'clock, I go to sleep every day. (laughs) Six and I'm deep. (laughs) Deep under the covers. Deep in my dreams. Under six sheets. Under six sheets. Smell-o-vision, though. Right? It'd be so yeah. great. Oh. It'd also be terrible. I don't know. It would, I just... They always it, all kind of It'd be cool smell. if there was one that worked really well and, like, incorporated a wide range of smells from an But you know movie. that it, but it I, would But I don't want to be, like, like, careful about what movie I went to. Yeah. Because you wouldn't want to smell, like, rotting corpses. Yeah. Here, for what example. Would, all right, here's the thing. You know that what the... You know the first thing that would happen, right? No. Marketing <laughs> deals. Huh? Like, the first scent... The first, like, true-to-life scent mm. that would be used in one of those would be, like, for some side scene where the characters went to McDonald's and you got oh, to smell sure. real McDonald's <laughs> yeah. french fries. That would be so shitty. I'd be Brought so mad. Because I don't ever want McDonald's, like... but if I were in a movie theater and then that scent came up, I'd be like, fuck, I gotta get some fries. And, yeah, and then you go out to the lobby and there's, like, a McDonald's fry cart there. Just, yeah, just like a push cart with... A small fries. McDonald's fry for $9. That is totally <laughs> agree. <laughs> small for $9. That would... Yeah, for sure. Just like anything, it would go to marketing. But that would be, like, the worst marketing I've ever had to deal with. Because most of it I can acknowledge and, like, mm-hmm. sort of shrug off. That would be hard. That'd be a difficult yeah. one. That, that would be the first thing. Either McDonald's fries or, or like, a rotisserie weed. chicken. Yeah, that's because right. those are, those have like a super defined smell, right? The, the like supermarket rotisserie chicken, mm-hmm. mm, coffee. Mm. Uh, coffee. Well, Starbucks, I mean, Starbucks, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Starbucks has that specific burnt smell to it. Yeah, everything's burnt from Starbucks. It's mm-hmm. true. It's it's for consistency. They burn it all to the same the same amount, so it all Makes tastes sense. mediocre. It always tastes the same. Yeah, it's, yeah it all has that you know same average flavor. <laughs> mm. ah, God, I. I I go to Starbucks every day because I get a cup of coffee when I get to work, and we don't we, we have a coffee machine but no coffee and a Starbucks downstairs. But I, I you've got to put in cream and sugar. You can't just get like a uh, you can't just get a cup of drip. Doesn't really work. Drip, drip. Although, all right, drip, drip all over. Here's me. here's the thing. I'm not like. I'm mostly just a straight coffee person. You know, I don't normally go for the fancy drinks. Definitely don't go for mochas. I don't know if I've told you guys about this. I feel like I must have. There is a place, like, two blocks from me that does incredible mochas. Just, like, the best I've ever had. Top tier, grade A. And they are the, like, most hipster, smarmiest, bullshit little shop you have (laughs) ever been in. Like, they've got signs everywhere being like, that that pretty much straight up say, fuck Starbucks. (laughs) Like, like, S asterisk asterisk T bucks, and and just all sorts of all sorts of things. Like, do not say grande, uh, venti, 
because of these dumb reasons, instead use our, our sizings, which are all based on frogs, because that's our theme. We're a muddy cup. Frogs. Oh, it's a muddy cup. Uh, yeah, I remember that place. Did we go there and actually get coffee? I got a coffee there once. I think yeah. I was on the way to your house one time. Their there. coffee is actually really good, though. Yeah, it was pretty good. As much as I hate... Like, At least they can back it up. So that's a, yeah. that's a plus. It'd be really They're, funny like, if all that was I, nothing. I'm a pretentious hipster. But I just feel shitty going in there. I'm like, they're, they out-pretentious hipster me. But their mochas are so fucking good. I go there every weekend. So, uh, I don't know, man. What are you going to do? <sighs> Excuse me. Just keep going okay. until you, until yeah, you cough die. Button. Yeah, cough yeah. button. That's been some time since, since that's happened. So what have you guys been up to? Now that I've told you all about uh, movie theaters and, and smell-o-vision and pretentious coffee shops what's been going on in alaska uh it's been cold it's been cold as fuck yeah it, got, it was like negative 33 well, in my house last week that, uh, well one day yeah, it was super cold now it's normal again it's yeah. been above zero that's good that's a good place to start i've been like freezing my hands off here and it's been well above zero the whole time <laughs> nice yeah i'm excited about it um it was a good weekend yeah nice yeah, and busy um i Worked. If you remember, a number of months ago, I worked a a show called Dark Winter Nights. Yeah, it I was think so. uh, true Alaskans telling Alaskan stories or whatever. Basically, um, <clears throat> it's another podcast uh, that a journalism department instructor has here on campus. Really cool. They do some good stuff, but they do live events. Wasn't to... he like the main man yeah, at KUAC? That was him. Uh, the what? At KUAC. No, he's not a KUAC person. He's he's journalism. KUAC guy is uh, Keith. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they 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 have parts on it. He has a show on KUAC. Oh, okay. Um, but so Rob Prince is the guy's name. He's the the original the, the guy behind the idea, I guess. And they have events every few months to promote the podcast. Um, you and your coughing today. Yeah, I've been. <laughs> I was so I was pretty like. I had a pretty severe cold all weekend that started with a cough and apparently is ending with a cough. That's how they happen. You got to get it all out. <coughs> Indeed. <laughs> um, so basically the event is you've got six or so storytellers uh, um, throughout a couple hours up on stage and they're just telling their set story and then we've got a band that's doing like a live soundtrack to the story they're given the stories a couple days beforehand and then they sort of compose some simple tracks it's was really that the first time they did that with the live band Mm-mm. they've been doing that i think oh, really? from the beginning hmm. um or at least the last couple okay. but they they always are the soundtrack people they do a good job with it okay yeah i thought that was pretty cool yeah i think they do a really awesome job um, I went and watched it. Ted worked on it. Yeah, came okay, and watched it. All right. I yeah. I got there like seven hours before the show and set up <laughs> lights and everything. I um, got there ten minutes after the show had started. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> fashionably late. Way yeah. to be. Yeah, that's the way to do it. Yeah, so that was really cool. I liked that. What do you think, Camden? Uh, I thought it was really great. Um, I was pretty impressed with the quality of the stories. And like I, I knew they were probably going to be good, but it seemed like they had really put a lot of work into the production. I mean, he does a really good all, job. It was all of... thrown together really well. Like the music worked really well. It was like a good accompaniment for the stories. The lights were yeah. gorgeous. Yeah, the lights were probably the best light work I've <laughs> ever seen 
in Lathrop High School. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I know this was definitely not your first time watching anything in Lathrop High School. So. Yeah, it's definitely not. <laughs> um, no, but uh, yeah, speaking of that, the high school here, or one of the high schools here, Lathrop, it's, it was in their auditorium, and that auditorium is fucking it's sweet. It's so nice. <laughs> oh yeah. It's like, their auditorium is It's like, fucking why is this at a high school? Kick ass. It's so upsetting how nice yeah. that auditorium is. Like, the machinery they have, mm-hmm. all of their lights are super nice. I am so jealous. Yeah. Oh, it's awesome. Um, uh, yeah, it was really cool. There were some really um, great stories about, like, uh, almost getting trapped with a bunch of kids while going on, like, a oh, dog yeah. trip. A really famous awesome. musher <laughs> yeah. um, named Brent Sass. He won the Yukon Quest this past year. No one else outside of Alaska is going to know what that is, but that's all right. Um, Brent Sass, really cool guy, really great muster, uh, musher. <clears throat> but mushing takes a lot of money. So in order to sort of, like, gain capital, he decided to be a guide with some of his friends in the wilderness. Mm-hmm. And he told this teacher, he's like, oh, yeah, I'll take all your, like, 16 kids into the middle of the Brooks Range for, uh, it was like four or five day trip or something. I think it was nine days. Nine days. Yeah. 200 miles that they mm-hmm. um, mushed on and then they had like a uh, snow machine and stuff and there was a bunch of shit they ran into and he only told us like a part of it because apparently a bunch of other stuff happened. Yeah. But yeah, basically. It was like what happened on the first day. I yeah, it was, was like the first day. Yeah. They, so tra- they got like a snow machine with shitloads of gear and like fell into a river. Oh yeah. god. <laughs> at, at like negative 40 yeah, degrees. Yeah, it's like negative 40. <laughs> and yeah. he ended up like in the river throwing <laughs> shit to try and save yeah. it and well, like I'm just to talk about oh. It was awesome. Yeah. yeah. No, it was super cool. Um, And he did a good job of telling the story. And he had his, uh, he had a lead dog that he retired this year. It was his favorite dog named Silver. Um, And he brought him on stage and so he was, like, talking about Silver and how great his dogs are. And it was good. Yeah. It was all really cool. There right. was this guy named Dick Griffith. Oh, Dick Griffith. Old, is older guy. Badass. Like, how many miles has he walked through and skied through? Thousands Alaska? of thousands. Yeah. Like, so many miles. So he's like, 10,000 like, miles. He's, like, walked or skied through, like, Alaskan wilderness. I think so. <laughs> it's wow. like what he does. God, yeah, it's just, like, what he does. He just walks. <laughs> That's all. Like, he's super yeah. into it. He talks about... Um, he did an interview with him. They like pulled up chairs yeah, and he yeah. just like asked him questions. And he was that classic, like funny old man who doesn't give a fuck about anything. <laughs> yeah. He was so funny. He talked about oh, one oh, time. Man. Sorry, he got go like, ahead. no, it's okay. He got like bit by a, a, a fox. Um, and he's like, and I knew right then I was rabid. <laughs> it was just so funny. He's like, it didn't break the skin, but I knew yeah. I was rabid. <laughs> he was just a really funny guy. I knew uh, uh, I knew an old Alaskan. I can't remember his name, um, but he used to he used to swear that the only food the only food supplies you needed to take with you on any expedition into the mountains was a pound of butter and a pound of sugar. <laughs> okay. What? <laughs> that that was his that was his his mo like. When he went on his his trips, he took a pound a pound of sugar, and it might have been like a pound of sugar and a pound of butter for every like three days or something. Mm-hmm. But that was his his like travel kit. That's oh, man. ludicrous. <laughs> That's hilarious, man. There are some funny people up here. And Alaska is... makes for some weird people, it as does. it turns yeah. out. Yeah, and this is a great sort of like venue um, to talk about. What a special place we live into or live in. So that was really yeah. cool. Um, that was a great way to spend a Saturday. And then I was really tired, so I went to sleep. Mm-hmm. 
And then you went to the pub. Too, yeah, the I went thing, to. Right? Yeah, I went to the Babe Fest thing because I wanted to see. I just wanted to see Harm play. I hadn't yeah. seen them play for a little while. Um, so I watched their set, and then I was like wiped the fuck out on Saturday night after that. I just had one of those moments, like I was hanging out there, watched their show, and like after standing around talking to people, and then I just had one of those moments where I'm like, all right, leaving. Social interaction has reached maximum, must leave. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. Yeah. just kind of like look around for a second and just walk out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah I know how that goes. <laughs> yeah. There's, um, it's just like kind of like, just hate that. Like, we oh, are done. Right. Goodbye. Yeah. See you guys. <laughs> all right. I don't even have enough energy to say goodbye. Yeah. Mumble <laughs> some stuff. Dip. Walk out. Yeah. yeah. Then, uh, so Babe Babe Fest is a thing that happens every year where we have. This uh, is only the second year. Oh, okay. So every year for the past two years, <laughs> yeah. it's an annual event <laughs> um, where we've got these these friends that are really super cool they're artistic progressive type people i would just define them as that i guess um but they were trying to promote um the kick-ass like female bands or female fronted bands or whatever in town because uh as she described on sunday they had a brunch that i went to at her house she's like talking about how you would go to parties or whatever and there'd only be about two girls when she first was growing up in alaska and how happy she is that she has this whole like nurturing powerful environment as a woman and she can be surrounded by women as well and she's like both are great but i'm really happy about this so they were trying to use that or this this um now annual event to sort of promote that um on and on brunch what they did was they did sort of like a popcorn musician fest thing where they went through about 10 musicians that were just hanging out in this tiny little house with a an audience of like 10 or so other people um and food there's lots of food and they just played uh like two or three songs each and so some of them were really emotional some of them were um just kind of fun all of them were really impressive though like i i kind of knew this a little bit but like fairbanks has Alaska has a lot of musicians in it. There's just not much else to do, so people learn how to play music. Um, it's an expression and a way to get deal with the cold, I think, is really part of it. Um, but we have some incredibly powerful female vocalists here. Like, they have some badass voices. And this is, like, a really good show of that. Um, For show. It was awesome. <laughs> yeah. I And a couple of the people that were singing, I'd love to try and get onto our show um on on the podcast at some point because they're all super cool people i think they would uh choose some fun music for us to listen to and mm-hmm. have really great insight on everything yeah um, absolutely that sounds yeah, awesome i really need to try to do that soon yeah yeah jesus it. christ can step on it come on yeah. just like <laughs> not like you got anything better to do <coughs> yeah i'm just i just don't do shit all day just That's jacking cool. off man <laughs> sitting there at your desk sounds yeah. like my life man I, I didn't know. go. Yeah, I didn't go to the brunch because I did homework all that day because I was a dum dum and didn't do my homework on Saturday when nothing was going on. The other day. <laughs> that, sometimes you just need that day of rest, as it turns out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I want to let's. Uh, shall we talk about some music? Because I think some people have listened to some music and 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 I'm ready to talk. Whoa! About it. <laughs> right? Ooh. Ooh, I don't know I about. Uh, I don't know uh, about you, but you guys go for it. Okay. Uh, All right. Josh, hit it up. Well, so I mostly spent this week revisiting albums. Um, I went back and I listened to Paid in Full again, and 
I'm, that that album's really starting to to kind of click for me. Um, I'm I'm kind of realizing some things. Like uh, one of the samples from Handsome Boy Modeling School, mm-hmm. the uh, from from Waterworld, in fact, the the to those that know me, you know I like to fl-. that tra- mm-hmm. that sample that came from Paid in Full, and I realized that, and that was mm-hmm. a really cool moment. Um, I also listened to. I'm sure there are- I'm sure that album's been sampled a shit. Oh yeah, <laughs> all over the place. Yeah, uh, and and it's cool just kind of like seeing where those things came from and where yeah. those ideas kind of came from. It's really interesting. I, I also love listen- this, like yeah. Sorry to cut you. Off, oh no no no, no go this, ahead. I love this being like a relatively new person to listening to hip hop when you listen to older albums and you're like, well, that's what that reference is. Yeah <laughs> yeah. It's yep. so much fun. Like you hear you have heard people reference that in like newer music, and you're like, okay. <laughs> Yeah, it's a yeah. it's a really cool thing for sure. When it, it it's, I I only have to imagine what it's like for people who have been listening to hip hop forever and who yeah. can listen through tracks and just immediately pick up on all those references. Because fuck, I can't do it yet. Yeah, because yeah, it's pretty, pretty common. Cool. Like, yeah, they're, they're all it, over the place. Yeah, it's hip hop. Hip hop is a really it it respects its its ancestry, so yeah. to speak. Um, I also the. I also listen Bronson. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um I also listened to an album that that you told me about Camden uh that I I'd oh like boy. to talk about a little bit. <laughs> Which one was that? Oh, it was Art Angels. Oh yeah. <laughs> I heard told you about that yesterday. Yeah, you told me about that yesterday and I listened, I listened to it. I listened to it yesterday. I listened to it today and more then like, I immediately like, listened to like, it again. More like Fart Angels, am I right? <laughs> <laughs> no, Art Angels is the newest album from Grimes. Yeah. Oh yes, that's right. Mm-hmm. I heard you mention that. Yeah. <clears throat> Do how 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 familiar are you guys with Grimes? Uh I'm only I'm not like she's pretty I know that one. She's song. pretty present, like always present figure in the indie music world in like the last four years. Yeah, the last couple of years so. she's been she's been kind of growing steadily. Yeah. Uh, she's ever weird. Since, ever since Visions came out, she's been pretty huge. Yeah. yeah. So you know her last album. She's super duper weird. Yeah. As it turns out, she's really weird. This album is really strange. The cover art is fantastic. Mm-hmm. It's like this super fucked up anime thing that clearly like came from a weird twisted interpretation of sailor moon or something it's great it it looks really great and uh i think it 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 encapsulates the album itself pretty well yeah um yeah so i listened through that twice today because i really liked it uh yeah, I thought you would like it. Yeah, the third track uh, in particular I thought was awesome, Scream. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The one that had the uh, the Taiwanese rapper on it. Oh, yeah. It His had a rapping in... Aristophanes or something? Yeah, um, yeah. I've got her name written here somewhere. Yeah, Aristophanes. That was awesome. Yeah, that was um, really cool. There was, there was a lot of diversity to it. It was all super poppy. Uh, you told me that the banger of the week was Venus Fly off yeah. that album. I disagree. <laughs> Really? I think Venus Fly is pretty good. <laughs> I think Easily is better. Oh no! I like Easily a lot. Easily doesn't have Janelle Monae on it. Yeah, <laughs> but but the... no wrong with Janelle Monae. <laughs> but yeah. uh, but the problem with the problem with that is that it just it didn't bang that hard. What? No, it didn't bang that hard. It was like kind of subdued. That was subdued. Yeah. 
yeah, you're fucking crazy. No. <laughs> <laughs> I expected my eardrums to fucking explode, and they did not. Oh, well, you know. Yeah, no. It's my uh, banger of the week. It's your banger so. of the week. Well, I mean, I guess yeah. I guess in our in our year in our year-end category, Camden Taylor's banger of the week of the year. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely <laughs> for sure. That's I mean, I've only I've only done two of them. So. Yep. Yeah, it's, it's going to be a new thing though. I'm yeah, yeah. No, Camden's banger of the week. It doesn't have to be a new song. Just the, the one yeah. that's banging right now. Just yeah, the yeah. One that, the one that bangs the most. <laughs> the one that bangs the <laughs> most this ears. week. I like it. No, we can. That can become a new segment. Tell me. All right. So tell me a little bit. Tell me why that is your banger of the week. Huh? Tell me why that's your banger of the week. Because it fucking bangs. Because it bangs. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was that was the first one I heard off the album. Um, and I'm a really big fan of Janelle Monae, so. I just saw that they did a song together. I was like, okay, well, that's the one I'm going to listen to first. <laughs> yep. Uh, okay. And then, uh, yeah, I don't know. It just hit all the right spots for me in my right. banger criteria. Yeah, I don't know. I anyway, I thought it was a really interesting album. I thought it was it was kind of yeah. Uh, the album's good. The album's good. I thought it was kind of cool how she went a little higher. I think vocally for a lot of it than she normally does, mm-hmm. and it it kind of like. Whenever she did that, I kind of thought back to the super weird album artwork and was like, yeah, this makes me think of weird, weird dubs of, of anime. This yeah. is a weird thing. Uh, yeah. But I really liked it. Uh, I listened through it twice this afternoon and was like, yeah, this yeah, is I something was I can cool, go back like, to. I knew, I knew she was definitely going to go way more like a full-on pop direction, but I think she's doing it in a like an interesting way at least. You know? mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, no. she's, still, she's still like keeping... All you know the things that the kind of like find her sound, yeah. yeah. So it's very, it's like a very creative pop album for sure. Yeah, and for it's sure. Like pretty it's varied, a, and um, it's a it's a weird, cool thing, and I yeah, like it a lot. Yeah. yeah, I remember. I remember. I've only listened to a little bit. Um, she was playing on the radio station here a lot because our music uh, guy really seemed to like her, and I remember liking a couple tracks. The one that stuck out to me was Genesis. So if this oh, went yeah. any Genesis direction towards amazing, that, yeah. I'm going to be all about that. Because Genesis is It's awesome. not like that. It doesn't, yeah, it doesn't really sound like... Um, that, that feels like a particular yeah. sound. So. I, yeah, I don't think... Yeah, it doesn't sound like Visions did. Um, okay. Yeah, I don't think you would like it immediately, but I think, a lot it, would, of pop. I think it would grow on you. I, I definitely... It's, I liked her other stuff enough mm. that I would take the time mm. and then give it another chance to sort of <clears throat> settle yeah. before I check it out too much. Yeah, it's it's definitely like worth I, listening yeah, to. I was a little worried because she had the one song last year that was um, supposedly because supposedly she had like another new album that she ended up scrapping. That's right. I remember you she, talking like, about that. Ended up not liking it that much, but uh, she released one song which I guess she had actually like tried to write for Rihanna and tried to like give it to her and then she's like I don't want it. So then she uh, <laughs> just released it herself. And I wasn't like a huge fan of that one. I think it's all right, but it was kind of a little cookie cutter and i was kind of worried it would all be like that um that would be a shame but yeah i thought it was uh like she pulled it off really well it was it was a really creative album nice um, and it's really fun to listen to i'm excited to listen to it yeah (laughs) pretty good fart angels my grand fart angels (laughs) fart angels (laughs) yeah that those were the two that i listened to other than our uh our album of the week um i think i listen to something else but i can't remember it was probably more kanye 
Kanye. Yeah. Cognac. Cognac. Yeah. Ted, how about you? What did you end up listening to this week? Um, I didn't spend too much time with music this week, sadly. I was running around a lot. So oh, most of what I, I know, right? It was horrifying. <laughs> I really hate when that happens. Um, but a lot of what I listened to, <clears throat> I checked out the new David Bowie track, Black Star, which was awesome. Super cool. He... Featuring Talib Kweli. You'd think that. That was actually my first thought when I read it. I was like, ha! Um, but it's it's pretty weird. It's It's good. It's another... You know, Bowie has been around for years, and I really Is he appreciate doing another him. album. Yeah, oh really? Um, he, the album that an article that was all over fucking Facebook today. Um, and any other social media site I was on. Apparently, the album is mastered, or no, percussion is done by James M. Whatever his last name is from LCD Sound System. Murphy. Um, Murphy. That sounds right. And then he listened to um, to Pimp a Butterfly throughout the whole making of this process. So it's super huh. influenced by by that. So interesting. I'm, I need to go back and listen <laughs> to the track and see if I can see any of the influences. But it it's really good. Um, on that track in particular? Uh, he said the whole the album, album. Hmm. but um, so I'd like to see if I can pick out anything. But Blackstar was awesome. It's got a cool video that came out with it. Um, I always appreciate Bowie because since sort of his inception as an artist, he's always pushed um, a lot of fields of whatever music he's in, and he's always evolved, and not just to evolve to the crowd but uh evolve just because he feels you know that's the direction he wants to go mm-hmm. um and i've yeah, always he's been still releasing good stuff like yeah his, his last album was still really solid yeah i uh, remember the um day. the the single off of that one yeah because i didn't spend much time with the album i need to go back i haven't spent enough time with david bowie which is a big tragedy. which isn't like always the case with you know like legacy artists yeah Sometimes there's a lot of legacy artists who are just kind of still days, grabbing but... for it but yeah it seems like he's still been uh like, I think before the last one, the next day, there was, like, a big, a really long chunk of time that he hadn't released anything. Mm-hmm. I think it was, I like, remember. over a decade or something. It was, it was a good amount yeah. of time, um, and everyone was worried. That's he came, cool that he's already he came out strong. Yeah. yeah, it's awesome. Um, so, I really, I'm excited about that. So, that's been on my mind. I then um, listened to all of the live music that I was checking out, which was fun and nice, and... <laughs> Then, other than that, there really wasn't much um, for me. It was quite sad. No uh, bangers of the week? No bangers of the week, sadly. Um, wasn't feeling any bangers. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, no. I totally... There was, so there, <laughs> there was not a banger. banger not a banger. I knew there was something I was missing. I also, um, as I said, I'm going to start going back and trying to check out all the albums that have come out 2015 that I know I like try and oh, okay. work my way down the list because I really, mm. I've got a huge back catalog. Ambitious. I know, it's going to be fucking... Hey, you run out of time already. It's going to be a mess. Um, but I came across someone had done an interview with um, with Sufjan Stevens mm-hmm. about uh, Carrie and Lowell, so I was listening to that a little bit and reading um, about... It, it, the interview was mostly about his mother because, you know, the album's about his mother and stepmother, or and stepfather. Um, and it was just talking about his feelings towards her and like um, he, he was talking about how, you know, he only knew her pretty solidly for about five years or something like that. I think he said between the age of five and nine when mm-hmm. she was married to Lowell up in um, Portland when he or Eugene, 
Eugene sounds right, in Oregon when he lived in Michigan with his father and stepmother and his brothers and sisters. Um, and it talks about, you know, her her alcoholism, her schizophrenia, bipolar, um, how they always kind of wondered, like, oh, I wonder where she is right now. And sometimes they'd have holidays together. And he was talking about just his his feelings and his, his experience through that and how it came through with the album. Um, it was nice. It, it was a very nice interview. I, you know, that album grabbed me a lot, so I, I like learning anything else about that that I can. Yeah. Which interview was it? There were um, a bunch that came out when that album came out. There's um, this there some really more good recent ones. one, I believe. Okay. I I can try and track down the link if you'd be interested. Yeah, because um, yeah. it's I, I'd I'd read a little bit out. about it. Um, this is this had the most um, response from him that I've read so far, okay. so it's quite lovely. Um, yeah, because he's not always like super candid. And, yeah, and this one is it yeah. goes into a lot of like personal things. It talks about his her death, and you know, asks him like if he was there, and he talks about being there and how while he was while she was dying, because they all knew it was happening, because she had um, incredibly severe stomach cancer. It happened within like a year, um, and they were all there when she actually died. Hmm. And he's talking about how he was really sort of um, step back while it happened, and all of the sort of remorse um afterwards but uh how he sort of um uh, how like i don't remember the wording he used but basically how deeply he loves her now and it ends with um in that section at least it ends with he's like i don't think uh, mutual love is necessary for love and it was just like a really i don't know nice very good little bit it's incredibly incredibly personal i thought it was nice yeah i love sufyan obviously I talk about him enough. More like Sufjan, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> ah! Yawning left and right. I still like the Subaru Stevens thing, yeah. personally. I was pretty happy when I overruled your uh, album name suggestion for last week. I think mine was better. I haven't uh, read it yet. What is it? I Oh, I, I, I ripped off of you. Uh, it, it wasn't better. That's fine. It probably wasn't better. <laughs> Yeah, well, because yours was uh, the dangers of no the the hazard the the perils. Oh, this week I thought you were talking about the uh, Age of Odds one. No, um, yeah, your yours was uh, better because you had the rhyming. I oh, did. did. You rhyme? Okay. Yeah, yeah. We uh, we ended up going with the dangers of banging strangers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Way better. I like yep. it. Uh, the did you see the one for Strauss? By the way, I'm I, sure I, I did. did. Yeah. D we went through and, and, and the Mount the Easy. Yeah, was uh was what we went with for Strauss. Oh, good times, good times. Uh, yeah, but that's all I listened to this week. It was you know nice week for me. Not as much music as I'd like, I'd say, by far. Word. What about you, C Bear? <laughs> um, I listened to a lot of stuff. A surprised. a huge chunk of what I listened to has to do with what we're doing next time. <laughs> um, yeah. You mean next time in... Well, we'll get to that. So, yeah, so... In the future. Right. Yeah, whenever the next episode is. Um, so I did a lot of listening of uh, the artist we're going to do next time, which you guys will hear about at the end of the show. Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> but uh, I'm trying to do... I'm trying to just get better at, you know, when I pick an album, having, like, a better, really better context. Going through their discography on. and whatnot. So, yeah, so I'm trying to listen to most of that person's discography. I've been, yeah, I've checked out a big chunk of it so far, and I'm getting pretty uh, into this person. I was already 
you know, there's already someone I, I enjoyed, but I've been digging a little deeper now. It's been a pre- pretty rewarding, <laughs> just to <what> say. <laughs> um, so I've also been listening to uh, one thing I listened to that I'll probably talk about more later is uh, just today I listened to the Fugees album, The Score. Ooh. That has to do with mm. the album we're doing. That was their discussion. Uh, their second album, yeah. We're going to yeah. mention that one. <laughs> so I'll talk about it then. But it was uh, pretty fucking sweet. Um, I also listened to... We already talked about Grimes. So most of what most of the other stuff I listened to was like random uh, vaporwave shit. <laughs> so I... So that has to, also has to do a little bit with what we're doing next week, but uh, kind of tangentially related. Um, but vaporwave is kind of a weird genre because I've never, I hadn't really like explored it that much before. It's one of those things I've, you know, known is around. Uh, I think it's one of those ones that's kind of tricky because a lot, like the the best stuff there is, is really fucking cool and really interesting. But it's kind of a genre that, uh, you know, the the main like the main basis of artists doing it like it's very you know democratic like pretty much all the artists doing it just release their stuff on like Bandcamp at most yeah yeah, yeah. Know, it's not it's like very, a commercial like genre yeah it's like really. not commercial at all um but like the, the obvious downside of that is due to you know like what the genre is it's kind of like limited by its own definition so you get a lot of just like garbage you know that mm. comes out that's just like kind of repeats of the same thing there's yeah. like oh well you know if you want a vaporwave album just throw some fucking japanese letters and some like <laughs> um some fucking slowed down 80s pop tunes and there you go you got it uh but there's there's some, I'm, i've been trying to look around and find some interesting stuff in there i found a group called uh 2814 which is a collaboration between um two other artists in that genre their names are i think uh telepath yeah telepath was one and then uh hong kong express was the other and they it was dude i i got it i got from what uh, i've heard so far yeah vaporwave artists (laughs) like all right (laughs) when you'd give me the name of a vaporwave artist I'm not sure if you're naming a musician or a designer drug. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Totally. Telepath, Hong mm-hmm. Kong Express. <laughs> yeah. Dude. Like, all There's right. another one I listened to this week called New Image Limited. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no. He was, he was getting crunk on some of that Hong Kong Express. Yeah. Like, that yeah. sounds like a thing you'd get crunk on. That's yeah. all I'm saying. Sounds also, like a... vaporwave sounds like a genre of music you'd get crunk to. Yeah, it does. It's not, but it does. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if you get crunk to. It's very Maybe like you get super. It's high very to like it. slow and spacey, and uh, so yeah. So it's it's kind of one of those. It's pretty clear when you're listening to vaporwave because it's it's kind of started with like the idea of just taking basically, you know, what it started as was just taking fucking cheesy ass old pop songs from the 70s and 80s and like slowing them down and putting them through like noisy filters and then you hear like these really drugged out sounding like uh, <laughs> uh, the versions of these old pop songs and you know it had a certain style and it has yeah it has this weird sort of it's almost like this like satire of nostalgia or something I don't know 
there's a lot of people that put a lot of you know um extra shit on it like all this these emotional inter- interpretations and... of what it's supposed to represent and I, like i don't really care about that shit but, <laughs> uh you know, I, what i think is like some of it is pretty cool um Anyways, I don't. I don't remember why I started. I guess I'm just, just giving out what it, it but that's like not what it all is. You know, there's uh, pretty much most of it ha- is um, has that aspect of like uh, sort of nostalgia put through like a weird filter where it's either made kind of surreal or really um, dreamlike, something like that. That's kind of like the the common factor in all the music like that. But anyways, twenty eight fourteen. that's what i was was talking about originally uh they kind of are on less of you know the kind of cookie cutter just take select a song slow it down and more on the end of like an ambient music group so they sort of like take those ideas and use them in ambient music and like that stuff was really interesting i really liked uh they had two albums you can find on youtube they both have names that are just Japanese characters, so I can't tell you what they're yeah, called. Yeah, no, pronounce it for me, please. I don't know. One <laughs> one said in parentheses after all the Japanese characters, "Birth of a New Day." So okay, yeah, meant. yeah. Uh, then there, the other one didn't, so I don't remember. <laughs> what okay, that one's called. But those 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 were pretty cool. I really liked uh, I liked that group a lot because um, I kind of liked seeing those ideas taken and used in the context of something that I already really like. You know, like ambient music. And I thought it fit really well. And it made it, uh, it, it created like a really interesting, interesting atmosphere. So I liked that. Um, what else did I listen to? Uh, there's another guy named N Mesh who's um, sort of tangentially related to Vaporwave. He uses a lot of elements of it. Like he'll use a lot of. He's more of just like a uh, a producer. You know, he does like live mixes and sort of works in elements. But it's more like has way more in common with you know like dance music Mm. um so he'll take that but he'll use like a lot of samples from like old commercials and stuff like that and sort of uses um certain aesthetic qualities of vaporwave but you know again like i find i find like the ones i like the most are ones who take that idea and uh like combine it with other things because i'm not even sure that i would consider like vaporwave itself like distinct enough to even be a genre so yeah uh, i don't really know like I, th- I think it's interesting when people take those ideas and work them into different styles so i listened to yeah enmesh dream sequence which is one i had already heard and known for a while but i went back to that um that's a really good one if you're listening to uh i think yeah i think that's basically it like the the hu- the biggest chunk of what i listened to was stuff that we'll talk about next time because I got real deep. <laughs> Same <Same-same laughs> thing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but, yeah, was there anything else I mentioned to you guys earlier that I didn't? Not that I can now? think of. Yeah, not that I can think of. I think there might okay. have been some other stuff, but, you know, who cares? <laughs> well, then, uh, let's let's transition. Let's let's talk about what we're here for, okay? We're almost to the hour mark. This seems like as good as time at, yeah. as, as it could be. Guys, I bring you all together today... <laughs> Okay. Well, mostly to chat, but uh, ostensibly to uh, to discuss the nineteen ninety seven eight eight nineteen ninety eight album, <laughs> the Get Miseducation close. of Lauren Hill, 
That was that, that what we were listening to? Yeah, that oh, is what we were shit. listening to. <laughs> uh, hold on, give me give me twenty five minutes, <laughs> dude. I've been bumping that new Bieber, right? B B B B. I I hear it did real well over the weekend. Oh, I didn't even know there yeah, was actually a new one, Bieber. Yeah. Oh god, it's the one where he's he's finally you know going to the grown up phase. Oh, his voice it's finally like, stopped cracking. So the picture of him without a shirt on on the front, and he's like wearing a chain. Jesus. Uh... <laughs> yeah. <right. laughs> All right, so Lauren Hill. Lauren Hill was uh, originally what what she got known for was as a rapper and I think sometime producer uh, on the Fugees. The Fugees being a a group that was uh, pretty well known for some really interesting genre blending. Uh, they did reggae, rock, and soul. Most of their members were Haitian. And yeah. the term Fuji is a derivative of refugee. Yeah. Yeah. Which was I remember it from Children of Men. <laughs> yes. Which was a derogatory, uh, a derogatory slur used against mm-hmm. Haitian Americans. Uh, she got a ton of attention with them. Uh, particularly, their second album was really successful. Yeah. Uh, that I was didn't the realize how successful that album was really successful yeah like i had no idea yeah so like i went back and listened to that album there were like three songs and i was like oh it's this fucking song (laughs) yeah yeah so (laughs) the score peaked at number one on the billboard top 200 and was Mm -hmm. in the top 10 for over six months that's impressive it sold six million copies in the united states and more than 17 million worldwide and mm-hmm. keep in mind, this was in 96, so, like, d- distribution was not as crazy as it is right now. Yeah. Um, it it was in a, the, uh, a critics poll where it came in second for a list of best albums, and mm-hmm. three of its tracks were in the, were placed in the, tw- in the uh, top 20 best singles. It won yeah. the Grammy Award for Best Rap Album, and it was on the Rolling Stones list of 500 Greatest Albums of All Time. Um, it was It was really... It was noticed uh, in large part because it was it was rap, but it mm-hmm. was very sort of it was opposed to the the gangsta idea, um, and and uh, the two people who really got attention from it were Wyclef Jean, who would go on to do his albums The Carnival and I think The mm-hmm. Carnival Two, and Lauren Hill, who went on to do The Miseducation. Um, the Fuji's sort of dissolved around 96, 97. A lot of that was supposedly, Wyclef said at any rate, due to like the tumultuous relationship that he had with Lauren Hill and the fact mm-hmm. that in 96, she met and started dating, well, yeah, started dating Rohan Marley, who was okay. uh, one of Bob Marley's sons. Right. Um. So there was but yeah. Her and Wyclef Jean were together for a while. Yeah, right? they were. That's what it is. Yeah, yeah, they were. But Wyclef got married to the woman who he got married to while still right. banging Lauren. Lauren started banging <laughs> Rohan and got pregnant. And uh, when her son was born, that's why you don't have bands with people you're dating. Yeah, yeah. Fuck that <laughs> God, fuck that. Yeah, does not go well, typically, as it turns out. Uh, so, so uh, Lauren had had a son, who she named Zion, and and that experience of 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 the Fuji's dissolving and having this child 
and and sort of trying to like get her own feet because she was sort of like she was sort of like a little bit of an idol within within the Fugees like people mm-hmm. fucking loved her like when it, when their albums were reviewed critically she was talked about a lot um but women there weren't a lot of super successful like soul singer women like there 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 weren't a lot of women who were very successful in in that that space oh, and they're definitely not soul singer slash really fucking good rapper yeah, yeah. super good rapper <laughs> yeah <laughs> especially not that and there weren't yeah. a lot a lot of a lot of women who were successful in that space and like she kind of saw Wyclef Jean being hailed as like a genius and an artist and was like dude why am i not getting that recognition right cuz like look at the shit that i do so she helped Jean produce the carnival and then started work on her own solo album. And Jean was like, fuck, dude, that's a shitty idea. You shouldn't do that. And she was like, well, I'm doing it. And he was like, okay, well, I tell you what, out of the goodness heart, goodness of my heart, <laughs> right, man, I will produce that album for you. And she was like, get fucked, boy. <laughs> <laughs> you don't get to touch this. <laughs> And and off she went. Uh, it was an interesting project. It's got contributions from D'Angelo, Santana, Mary J. Blige, John Legend, before anyone knew who the fuck he was. Yeah, what um, song was he on? I oh, read that, but I didn't notice what he was on. Let me see if I can find it as we as we kind of go through this. Okay. But um, John Legend, a uh, a group, did a lot of the music with her called uh, New Ark. Okay. Uh, it does not say where he was on this. Um, maybe if I do... Nope, that's not what I want. Maybe if I do this... Nope. Maybe he was under, on it under a na- another name. I'm not finding it right off either. Um, so she she made it with, with them. Her label was... It was interesting um, because her label was simultaneously like, Well, you ain't never done wrong before, so you do you. But also, you should take credit for all of it. Like all of it, hmm. which meant that later the the musicians she worked with, the New York group, sued her for a lot of money because they didn't feel like oh, they'd really? been properly credited. Yeah, oh, like man. a ton of money. Like uh, in February two thousand one, it was settled out of court for five million. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that was terrible advice. You never. Uh, yeah, why would you ever don't... do that? Yep, yeah. yep. So. This album was received, like, incredibly well. Like, so well. Uh, the year it was released, it sold a shit ton. She was nominated for ten different Grammys in one year. Mm-hmm. Some of them were for other projects she did the same year, but it made her the first woman to be nominated for ten Grammys in a year, and mm-hmm. she won five of them that night. So, wow. like, tremendously successful critically. Um, sold like wildfire. Like people, people loved it. And then afterwards, pretty much everything she did kind of didn't go over nearly as well. Uh, she did one more live to tape album that was really badly received. She said she was yeah, it was working... like one of the MTV unplugged things. Right? Yeah, she said yeah. she was working on a on a a Bob Marley like documentary that I don't think ever saw the light of day. Yeah. There was another album. Well, it seems she was... like basically after this, nothing. She kind of like fell off the map a little bit. Yeah, one hundred percent. Everything would uh, kind of slid downhill. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> Sorry. God damn it. Didn't she actually like leave the US for a while? Uh I don't know. I she may have she US did get arrested for tax evasion and spent three months in jail. Oh yeah. That's unfortunate. Yeah. But no, the the album itself was tremendously well uh well received. She won like I said, five Grammys, uh for best new artist, best R and B song, best R- female R and B vocal performance, and uh, best R and B album, and she won uh, album of the year, and it was the first hip hop record to ever receive that. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah, and uh, she also got then nominated for a bunch of other ones. Hmm. Uh, yeah, it was terrifically well received, and and kind of stands as one of the defining like feminist neo-soul albums ever yeah it's definitely like total classic status in that type of music yeah and for it's sure and it, it's cool too i i liked it a lot like it's got a really good balance of of skits of really awesome rapping of of like really classic soulful r&b it's got a lot going on and uh i think it 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 works pretty well also Che Guevara is listed as a producer on two tracks. <laughs> what? Yeah. That's so, weird. I, I'm not sure if that's, like, actually Che Guevara. No, because he, he was dead by then. <laughs> yeah, one would, one would think. But he's listed as, as doing drum programming on a bunch of the tracks and was a co-producer on tracks two and four. Uh, there's no, Gotta like... Gotta be a different guy, yeah, I imagine. There's no hyperlink. Maybe they just gave him a writing credit. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> no idea. But uh, but he is listed as a producer on on a couple of the tracks, which is which is pretty weird. Anyway, <laughs> that's sort of the background for this. Um, I did a little bit of research, but didn't it didn't get written up in the most effective way, as you can probably tell. No, uh, that was yeah, that was a good background. And everything. I liked it. No, I yeah. that was super informal. Yeah, inf- actually, this year, <laughs> super uh, this year, <laughs> the Library of Congress deemed the album culturally historically or aesthetically significant and oh, it cool. was selected for inclusion in the nat- the national recording registry nice. oh that's awesome they're that, super like they're doing a lot of slow steady picking of albums for yeah that i would love to go through and really pick apart what they've picked i think that'd be super cool that could be our next podcast idea That'd be when, fun. When we get bored of this one, that can be our next our next project. Go through all the Library of Congress recordings. <laughs> yep, that would, that would actually be super fun. I like right? it. How no one cool steal that. that. Don't, <laughs> yeah, take don't take it. our idea. idea. <laughs> We're switching this podcast to that next week. There's no more sounding for that. Anymore. Uh, fuck. Huh? Uh, a name for that? The judging board. <laughs> That's where we, no. we judge the Congress, and they're like, "That was a bad choice, Congress." Mm. I don't know. That. We'll worry about that later. I'm sure we can go yeah. up with something really good. The, the one true Godcast. <laughs> Three got... fuckable guys listening to the Congress choices. Treble threat of congressional recording. Ah! <laughs> That's us re-recording everything in yeah. an acapella style. Oh, that would be pretty good too. That would be pretty good too. All right, so. Let's uh let's talk about the tracks a little bit then. I mean our podcast is a cappella. Yeah, totally yes. true. Minus the parts where it's not. <laughs> <laughs> no, let's talk about the tracks there a little no, bit, guys. Uh, did no did anything stand out to you guys? Was uh was there anything here that you really liked or didn't nope. really care for? Nope. Uh all nope. Of it. <laughs> nope. Nope. Nope and all of it. 
Um, Ted's going so I haven't. I have spent, as everyone, as I mentioned briefly, I haven't spent much time with music, which includes this week <laughs> ever. This week, which includes oh, dude, me not. What are you as doing time. here? I, I don't. Who the fuck knows? Um, I didn't get to spend as much time with this album as I wanted to, so I can go through and say pretty easily my favorite <laughs> tracks that I will definitely be going back to probably within the next few days to try and get a better grip on this album because I really like it, but I don't know as much about it as I'd like to. Um, but for the first few listens, I would say I thoroughly liked Doo-Wop, That Thing. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I Sounds loved, nice. I used to love him. Uh, I'm a big D'Angelo fan. Whenever I hear him, I'm pretty pleased, so I couldn't not like Nothing Even Matters. Um, and all of them were good, but something that stuck out to me I really liked the skits in this oh, one. Oh, yeah. I, don't, I really I, love the skits, I yeah. get tired of skits when we had to listen to rap. Yeah. Um, I like them, usually, and I really appreciate what they do for the tracks. I like that it was all, you know, the same Yeah, thing. but that's yeah. what I loved about that's it. Yeah, I... it was a consistent, like, it, it was a group getting together, talking about love. Yeah. And it was a lot of, like, female voices saying and being strong and, like, discussing that. And I really, I loved that. Yeah. Um, so, along with all the tracks, I thoroughly appreciated what she did with the skit for that yeah i thought the skits were pretty effective actually like i I, i'm normally normally i I, i'm down to hear skits once yeah yeah and then i want to go through them but i think i think part of that is that most of actually like functioned well as a part of the album Mm -hmm. yeah and most of the time it kind of like coincides with a lot of the stuff that she's doing with Uh you know the tracks themselves totally and i i think that that part of that was that they weren't necessarily trying to be funny yeah. Yeah. No, it's yeah, cuz usually you just get like some fucking Oh yeah, like dumb a YC the cynic when he was <laughs> yeah, doing yeah. the the Negus thing. Yeah. N-E-G-G-U-S. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I I I'm with you. I think the skits were really well done. Uh Doo-Wop was was really good. Were there uh, there any other tracks that stood out to you that you want to you want to hit real quick? They were all spectacular. Um those were the the three that I remember right off the bat being okay. thoroughly pleased with i'm a i'm a big fan of lost ones i thought lost ones was a really good track yeah it was a good opener yeah yeah once you're uh, once you once you hit that point and then you isn't you that like that. a wyclef sean diss track no that's <laughs> x factor well oh, okay. sort of a sort of a diss track but not really i think i don't know it sounded like lost ones was too Maybe I don't there, know. I think there's more than one. There might be Maybe one. The there might be a couple album. Because <laughs> I think you know, there's a pretty big chunk of this album that is about like their relationship and it falling apart. I think. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, I don't think you know, that's ever less... like confirmed, been confirmed. Yeah, I don't think people... it's like. Maybe not explicitly about that, but you know, due to the time period and you know how soon that it might have been, been influenced by. I think it was. Yeah, uh, your description of the album yeah. that made a lot of sense to me too. Yeah, yeah. There's definitely there's definitely elements in there, but it, it's also like about her relationship with her son and with uh, mm-hmm. with um, her. And, wow, how did I already forget it? Rohan yeah, uh, with with Rohan and her relationship with God. Like mm-hmm. it's uh, yeah, and it there's, was like her a lot. past and where she comes from and all that. So. Yeah, there's a lot. That's what it's kind of going on. That's what. Yeah, super well named album. Yeah, also mm-hmm. like a very very. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's a catchy name, but it, like, as you listen through the album, you can know exactly why she calls it that. Terrific yeah. album art too. On on that mm-hmm. note, like, yeah. really, really good. Yeah. Um. Anyway, yeah. Uh, 
I really liked Lost Ones. I thought Lost Ones was really good. Uh, in fact, any track that she raps on, yeah, mm-hmm. is really good. Yeah, uh, she is a fantastic rapper. Yeah, yeah, that's what. Uh, when I when I went back and listened to the Fugees album, um, like, cause cause the Fugees was definitely way more hip hop centric than this is. Like, she definitely yeah. went more in like the R and B soul direction on this. But yeah, like she was like on that one, she's rapping all the time, and she's just like fucking murdering tracks dude it's crazy mm. <laughs> and like she does that she does that on here too whenever she like raps on something it's fucking great that's like one of my favorites is a uh, final hour because mm-hmm. it's like the really stripped down one where it's just kind of got like the uh one little guitar riff as the beat and then mm. yeah and she's just I do remember killing that it on that one um then on uh everything is everything yeah that one stood out to me sweet. too i really liked everything is everything uh the the only thing i don't like about everything or everything is everything is like there's one the only thing i don't like about some parts of this album is at some points the production sounds dated yeah <laughs> no it definitely, definitely sounds like it came like, out in the late right. 90s you can <laughs> which is fine which bit, is but... fine like it doesn't bother me that much but uh yeah i think they tried like this like she... the strings on that track were were kind of hokey she she um, she mentioned uh in interviews that she really wanted the production to feel as natural as possible yeah and i think sometimes it does suffer for that like it doesn't necessarily yeah. take advantage of the things that we can do with music, yeah. And and the reason that production is so important. Well, that was in particular to me. The strings on "Everything Is Everything" sound super synthetic, mm-hmm. and yeah, uh, kind of dated. But um, I mean, yeah, that was like the only negative thought I had about it. I wasn't crazy about the one with Santana. Uh, to Zion, the one yeah. about her son. Yeah. Yeah. No. I, I, anytime that one started, that was kind of the one point where I get a little bit lost. That's yeah. a that's an interesting track, you know, um, because I don't really like listening to it either. But like lyrically, the content of that track is pretty heavy. Like she's yeah, totally. bur- she's she's setting her son up with like well, first of all, it's it's set up with the the everyone telling her that she should abort him. Mm-hmm. Um right. and and focus on her career instead of uh instead of on on having a child, and then instead of doing that, she not only has the child, she names him Zion, yeah, which is uh a weighty name, yeah, to say the least. Like right, so that that's an interesting track because I I think obviously it's a super important one to her, mm-hmm. yeah, oh, yeah, for totally. sure. Unquestionably, man. Funny and embarrassing fact: for the longest time, I thought in in um, in reggae when they talked about Zion, they were talking about it's like Zion National Park. <laughs> and I was like, I don't, I don't really understand the connection here. It's all really into that national. Oh park. Yeah. man, oops. Oh man, they just well, went there once. They're like, holy shit, guys, you gotta go. You gotta go. You got. <laughs> you gotta get awesome. that that Zion herb. Yeah, that Zion green. <laughs> it was very confusing. <laughs> no, I mean, it's like yeah, I those were my only uh not super the only things I wasn't super into. Um so it was only like one track in particular and then uh the one sound on everything and is everything. Some of the songs that I thought I should mention that I thought were really good was uh uh Every Ghetto, Every City was awesome. I like that track a lot. Mm-hmm. Um I really like the uh the track with uh Mary Blige. Yeah. yeah, that one was. Yeah, I think Ted mentioned that one. Yeah, um, that was really solid. Uh, yeah, kind of on that note. Um, 
I wasn't sure I was because I liked the final song, but I wasn't sure how I felt it as the ending to the album. Yeah, it felt a little bit lighter than I wanted. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, but, I, like, I don't remember it as well as I'd like to. You know. Yeah, that's what every time I. Yeah, I, just, I guess it just didn't stick out as much as the other tracks to me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. There, are, there are a lot of tracks on this album that you know are now just you know stuck in my head when I think about <laughs> them. Like lost ones are doo-wop or final hour. Our uh, forgive them father is really good too. Yeah, yep. that one was awesome. Uh, yeah, nothing even matters. Like so many of the other tracks were. Um, we're so good. Just very memorable, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it's yeah. kind of sad to have that last track, be, and, and the title track, be one that just yeah, doesn't stick in your head. <laughs> the, like, yeah, and I think, I think it was you know, supposed to be there as sort of a summary of everything that had been said in the album but uh but it wasn't too effective i guess yeah i guess i just I, yeah i guess i just didn't find it as um, yeah i mean i love i love a ones. good outro even more than a good intro often oh, so yeah. it's, it's me too i think it's a poor choice to not make that strong mm. like really strong well it's interesting maybe i i kind of feel like i have to be missing something right because not yeah. only is it the last think... track it's the title track mm-hmm. yeah right yeah, and so... i think maybe with spending some more time with it all my uh, sort of it click with me but yeah i didn't get to spend as much time with this as i wanted to you were too busy either. vaping that wave <laughs> yeah too busy. sorry that man was, i'm vaping you know, i was that was just the sound my ears wanted this week <laughs> <laughs> they wanted that vape oh my god what kind of rig do you have <laughs> oh, <laughs> what kind of vape what kind of wave rider God, my my ears are a college bro. Yeah, they, <laughs> That's are. What they are. <laughs> God damn it! Yeah, you have to go to the vape club. Um, but I mean, overall, I think this album is really fucking good. Um, I can definitely see why it has the status it does. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I mean, I always think it's interesting with artists like this when they have a a album that's so you know, hugely successful, and then they kind of fall off the map. It's yeah. weird when that happens. Because, yeah. I mean, it's not that like, she was suddenly pulled into the spotlight because of this album. Yeah, because normally the, when that happens, that's the Fugees album was huge. So, and she hasn't, hadn't she been acting in movies, too? Because she mentions a few things on the album where she's, like, you know, talking about um, how fucking um, awesome she is because she's also acts. I think she was wanting <laughs> one to. Hold on, that. I can look it up. I, also, I did find... I, uh, I'm pretty sure she was. I did she find where John Legend well. was on this. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was playing piano on track 12, Nothing Even Matters. Okay. Mm, that would make sense. He was. It wasn't under John Legend, though. It was under John R. Stevens. Oh, okay. His, wow. his actual name. So is Lauren Hill, John Legend, and D'Angelo? Yep. Yep. Man. Like dream That's lineup, like, it's right? It's like too much soul to handle. <laughs> soulful fucking thing. Yeah. Yeah. So so uh, she was in a couple of films. Uh the ninety one classic well, the ninety one film As the World Turns. In ninety two Here and Now. In ninety three King of the Hill. Uh though I think that might actually be no, that's the film. In '93, she was in the classic Sister Act Two. Back, nice. in, the back in the habit. Yeah, I just saw that. That's hilarious. She was <laughs> one of the star singers. No I know way. exactly who she was too. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, it's interesting how she she kind of I think I think uh, she kind of fell out of the spotlight and and had it it and the industry kind of turn on her 
mm-hmm. a little bit uh because she she uh yes, she definitely seems like especially from how she approaches things on this album that she's someone who's sort of you know views aren't in line with the music industry so yeah here yeah. here's here's her her line uh she posted this on tumblr um like i can definitely see that making her uncomfortable from how she prevented like presented herself yeah she had gone underground and had rejected pop cultures and this is in quotes climate of hostility false entitlement manipulation racial prejudice sexism and ageism yeah um yeah she uh she actually put out a single uh two years ago called neurotic society compulsory mix Hmm. and was required to release it immediately i guess she had a released any music recently yeah no i haven't really uh i haven't really looked into her her super super recent stuff but uh she had she was touring uh in 2014 too uh and canceled the tour in tel aviv earlier this year Hmm. so she's still touring i apparently don't think so but also apparently there's a documentary about nina simone that i should have known about i only know about that because apparently she contributed her voice for that i really like nina simone yeah we know we talk about it all the time. i mean nina simone's real good what can you what can you say totally i'm all about nina overrated <laughs> get out of here go home <laughs> um yeah like overall i thought this album was really cool yeah. i i had heard it before but hadn't listened to it in, a, in like a few years and I think the first time I heard it, I only listened to it once. Yeah. So it was cool to kind of, I think I had heard it like on my initial round of like, oh, I actually like hip hop. No, Classics. Let's go through them all. Yeah. Let's hit Fine. those things yeah, that yeah. I ignored. <laughs> yep, yeah. Totally. Yeah. Totally. Um, and that was kind of why I went back to this one when, and why I picked it out. Also, yeah. I don't feel like we've spoken too much about, about lady rappers. And I think we. No. Yeah. No, yeah. yeah. I was, yeah. I was realizing that before you picked it. I was it's like, definitely oh. the first lady rapper we've done. I'm excited. Which is a shame because there are some really talented ones that don't necessarily get as much exposure or or discussion as they should. Yeah. Uh, Rapping is definitely one of those genres where you don't hear as much about um, the female. Side. Well, I'm. Mm, it's I, every genre. For I sure. love hip hop, but it's pretty openly negative towards women a lot of the time, which yeah is is something you kind of come to terms with as a fan. But anyway, no, uh, thanks for, for listening to it. I thought it was a really cool thing, uh, and, and I can see why it was so defining. Like her, She's got a really interesting voice, too, because it's not as full as, as I would have expected for someone who has, like, one of the big Neo Soul albums. Right, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. it's, uh, it's, I, I really liked how, how well she used it on, on this record. So, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's the miseducation of Lauren Hill. I'm glad you guys liked it. Uh... Do you want to talk about some news? I don't have anything. I do. It it better not be about Fucking an article about... you read that you're not going to say anything about or, or anything about Prince. I don't have I don't have Prince. I have uh or anything about the Mountain Goats. I don't have the Mountain Goats. <laughs> I have uh more about the new Coldplay album. Oh, oh good. exciting. <laughs> yeah, guess who's guessing on tell. Guess who's who's being set sa- I don't know if it's a sample or or an actual I think it's a sample. Guess who's been, who's Wait, been sampled? They're announcing who they're sampling. Well, so, so Soldier Boy. No, well, uh, Beyonce, Noel Gallagher, Gwyneth Paltrow, but 
I'm talking about President Obama. Oh wait, uh, yeah, I saw that. Yep, he's Trump got a sample of the new Obama samples. Yes. Dude, him and him and uh, Pope oh, Francis man. can form themselves a prog rock band once they're retired. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It'll be a good time. Um, dude, that Pope Francis album is hot. <laughs> fucking popping, man. Just yeah, right off the press. Yeah. Uh, Mm, there's something here about Killer Mike going to lunch with Bernie Sanders. Yeah, I saw pictures of that. That was uh, pretty funny. Uh, people are. I didn't see any pictures of them actually talking. All the yeah, I found was like staring at menus. Yeah, I found one of them looking at each other. Okay. <laughs> Longingly. Uh, okay, so I've got one more story uh, that I really think is fantastic. Okay. Uh, but also, so Adele is doing the Taylor Swift thing. Of what? not putting her album on streaming services. Oh, right. Yeah. And people are real upset about it. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Also, <laughs> it's like on pace to be the best-selling album of 2015. That's not surprising. No, it's not. Like, like yeah. <laughs> within three days of being released, it was it got to be real close. Like, it's selling like crazy. Uh, I'd like to listen to it. I don't know if I want to pay $10 for it right now. Yeah. Just because I, you know, I don't go too deep into into her music lately. But, you know, it's a, th- there's a lot being said about it, but I don't know that this is the place to really go in depth. It's a, it's an interesting thing when artists decide not to do that. Yeah. Because there are, there are a couple of reasons you might make that decision. And, uh, the argument that they'll, that that will like usually going to make shitloads of money anyway. Yeah, <laughs> the the argument that will will usually be used is uh, it devalues the the music to have it on a streaming service, and the counter argument to that is no, it doesn't stop being crazy. You're just greedy. Yeah. Yep. So uh, whatever. But the real story that broke earlier today. Can you say the last one was the last one? I feel like that was what we talked about. Knock it off, Ted. News is I'm important. I'm just saying. Part. No, I didn't. I said I had one more that I really wanted to talk with, but I had another one before that. This one uh, has to do with Okay, Prince. okay. Sorry, it's getting really confusing for me. <laughs> no, no, no. Knock it off, Ted. The, the news is an important part of the industry because this is a front runner for our most ridiculous music event of the year. Oh, oh man. We haven't talked I, about one of those in a while. Is it better than... Uh, Destroying your late copy of Lasers. With lasers. <laughs> uh, God, I love that it's one. A, yeah, it's up there. My favorite. It's up there. So, okay. um, Drake. Oh, good. <laughs> good Drake. Sack. Yeah. So, <laughs> this morning, a report went around that Drake had died in a car crash. Holy shit. Really? Yeah. And I'm guessing that was not true. <laughs> no. Yeah. What it was was 4chan <laughs> did it like an orchestrated raid where they all posted like RIP messages on his videos. <laughs> and fucking BuzzFeed picked it up as, as a news story and ran uh-huh. with it because they thought that he had actually like... Died in a car tr- crash. Oh man! Um, Did they take it down already, or is it still up? They have taken it down now. Oh man! Uh, his <laughs> I'd love to see that. His Wikipedia page got updated to show his his year active having ended in 2015 when he died in a car accident. 
Uh, yeah, so so basically, 4chan uh, ran Operation Drake, uh, where they went into his hotline bling video and just wrote R.I.P. Drake. And then it, it spread to other outlets, and then BuzzFeed picked it up, and it got syndicated on the front page of Yahoo. Nice! That's fantastic. And CNN. <laughs> oh, man. Well done, 4chan. Yep. <laughs> and we had yep. like a Mark Twain moment where he called someone and he was like, I regret to inform you. <laughs> That'd be great. So, so Twitter, like, is still kind of a little bit in flames. Situation. Are yep. there supposed to be like, wait, is he actually dead? I don't understand. <laughs> yeah, no, a lot of people on Twitter are still like, wait, is Drake dead? Uh, so, <laughs> so you have to make like a public announcement, be like, "I'm in fact guys, alive." Yep, here that I is, am. That is basically what's going this on. Me, so this is Drake, this is front wink. runner for for music industry event of the year. <laughs> okay. Um, and I thought you guys might that's enjoy pretty, hearing about it. Funny. So fucking that's knock it off and appreciate that I do the news roundup for you. <laughs> this was the best the news roundup was in a long time. Well, oh, we God. haven't done the news God. roundup really in a while. <laughs> God, you guys, yeah. you guys don't look into it. Fuck. <laughs> also, also, uh, fucking Timbaland post, posted on Instagram asking if it, it would be dope if Kendrick Lamar, Drake, <coughs> and J. Cole uh, were on an album produced by him, Pharrell, Dr. Dre, and Kanye Yes, He was like, would that be dope? And everyone was like, what do you think, Timba? <laughs> Come on. What a dumb question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, that that's kind of my news. Uh I there are some some other dumb things, but none of them are as dumb as that last one that we talked about. Yeah, that's um, a good good note to end on. <laughs> yeah. Uh I think that's most of what I've got. I think next week we probably won't have an episode. Yeah, sounds like it. Because Camden, you're gonna be like in an airplane. Yeah, yeah, I will or something be, uh, in transit. Yeah, <laughs> during our normal recording time. Yeah, um, Ted, you're still planning holiday. On... Yeah, <laughs> we've gotta we've gotta figure out how we're gonna operate once you've moved to California. Yeah, we'll figure it out. It won't be hard. Redefine our strategy here. Um, other than that, you know, I. I was planning to have a segment this week where I I signed us up for Twitter on air, but I'm not going to do it. <laughs> okay, <laughs> we'll just go another day without a Twitter. Uh, that's fine. <laughs> the week after next, we're going to come back though, better than ever, with oh yeah, a stronger, rejuvenated, shiner. rejuvenated, <laughs> polished, well showered. Uh, yeah, I'll yeah. show up for that episode. Mm. Yeah, I did. I only shower yeah. one. That's not true at all. Uh, yeah, I think that's a, it. A, Other a, than Camden, a, why don't you tell us about my album? <laughs> yeah, tell us, tell us about uh the album we're listening to in two weeks. So in two weeks, we are going to be listening to the new One O Tricks Point Never album, Garden of Delete, <laughs> our <Delete>. God. <laughs> call it if you if you abbreviate it, that makes sense. Um, so One Oatrix Point Never is a uh, electronic music artist who has gone through a lot of different styles. He's been releasing music for about 10 years and has sort of dabbled in uh, 
ambient stuff in more like noise electronics stuff in uh, Plunderphonics, in um, Vaporwave. He was one of the first people to release a Vaporwave album. Uh, like, might actually be the first. I don't know what the whole history is on it. <laughs> but it's, it's the oldest Vaporwave album I could find. <laughs> it's 2010. So old! Damn! <laughs> yeah, old Shit. as Shit, no one was alive back then. Um, but he's, I think he's a really, really interesting musician and uh, has a really wide skill range, I think, as... Uh, as a producer so his new album garden of delete has a lot of interesting backstory that we'll go into later but i guess he kind of developed most of the sound for it when he was suddenly picked to be a replacement for death grips on the uh sound garden and nine inch nails tour which death grips bailed on so of course their, due to their punkness quitting as a band <laughs> for like eight months <laughs> um, yeah so he was picked to go on that tour with them and i think it was like touring with uh well with those types of bands you know nine snails and soundgarden like kind of like the you know angsty teen music mm-hmm. that kind of informed a lot of the sounds on the album and he kind of took a lot of it and did really interesting things with it i think like there's a lot of stuff that's obviously that seems pretty clearly influenced by you know uh, like '90s industrial like stuff like Nine Inch Nails and all that on the album, but he takes it and does like really weird things with it. It's a very like dense and intricate album, and it kind of pulls from a lot of different areas of his history as a musical artist. But it's uh, it's pr- it's probably like the heaviest thing he's done for sure because most of his stuff is way more. Uh, Way more just ambient in general. Okay. So it's one of the cool things about his whole discography is he seems to be one of those artists who just like sort of redefines himself every time he does something. That's awesome. Cool. Yeah. I've I've found it really interesting. I really like the album. Um, It's probably one of my favorites of the year so far. So nice. We're gonna talk about that and that guy in general, whose name is real name is Daniel Lopatin, Lopatin, Lopatin. Lobo. Yeah. Um yeah, so next week sorry, next two weeks from now, one oh tricks point never. Garden of Delete. Fantastic. In the meantime, we can be reached at soundingboardpodcast at gmail.com. That again, soundingboardpodcast at mm-hmm. gmail.com. I think that's a show. Oh, I think geez, that's everything. Man. We're hitting about the hour and a half mark because uh we actually got into music like not as early as last week, but earlier than normal. Very exciting. It's uh it's good, man. It uh it'll be good. We we would love to get an email. That would be real cool. <laughs> that would really make that would be our day. Real like... cool. So embarrassed by how often we beg for this. <laughs> it's all right, man. If you are I... listening to this and you don't know any of us, you're probably the only person. Whoever has, so you should send us an email. Yeah, please. Yeah, just immediately shoot us an email. Just Just be like, we are here. Anything, anything. Ask us questions that are totally not related. We can be a sex advice show if you want us to be. Yeah, ask us about sex advice. If you want to be great, terrible advice. Yeah, top notch life and sex advice. (laughs) The sounding board. Get it here. Give it there. Yeah. (laughs) Fuck, dude. I don't don't know. All right, guys. Thanks so much for joining me. Uh, I think we're going to call it there. 
Have a great night, and I will talk to you soon. See ya. Night. <laughs>